Welcome to Games and Grub. Welcome to Games and Grub. Early, early, the experience. Early, real, real early. Big tech. day. We had a song. I'm never doing this this up. early again. So, <laughs> we yeah, met. no, this is a this is a blast. Right. Honestly, we walked down Wisconsin. Not a single person on the street like, at seven forty right. in the morning. Dude, we got, I think we got Reese. We're not, we don't. We don't. Have we are alive right now. We are, we're alive. We had no song to open up. It's oh, that's fine. fine. That's fine. We don't yeah. need a song. We're, we're people. We are so underprepared today, but we're gonna give you guys. The hey, best we're gonna show give we you the best. Sh- like you don't tell that to the audience. The audience will figure out that we're prepared. We no, are prepared. They won't. We're and never you know really why? Prepared. You know why we're prepared, folks? Because today we have our first official interview in the history of Games and Grub. Are you ready for that? Yeah, I think we're gonna be ready for it. Uh, yeah, I don't today, know if I am honestly. Today. <laughs> Today we have Mr. Mark Ockerbloom of Boston 25 News. He'll be joining us approximately 40 minutes from now. So that'll be about 9 a.m. Central Time if you're listening live on the radio. And we'll talk to him about the Boston media landscape, how he got into sports, sports media. Well, not necessarily sports media because he's... I thought he was a weatherman. He's an anchorman, <laughs> just like Ron Burgundy. So... And he has a little Marquette connection that we got connected with. And we're very excited to talk to him again 40 minutes from now. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Give or take. Before that, though, we have some big key stories to get to. My first one, we got any... Uh, Nationals Nationals won the World Series. Yeah, Nationals just, like, won the World Series. Last, like, Nat- this was a very fun week of sports. Natitude is back. This Katten week was a great week. Katten There's Bede a lot going on. Had a little snuggle fest, according to Charles Barkley. Um, yeah, they were just trying to like stay warm. Was it in 40, Minnesota? 49ers stayed undefeated on Thursday night football. I Brooke, mean, Brooke Lopez dressed up as Magnum PI. Yeah, no, Tiger. there was there was some really good Halloween costumes. JJ Reddick uh, dressed up as Emmett from the Lego movie, yep. and it was like he had like the actual Lego head on. It was just giant. It was I saw a that. great it's costume. It's good. Um, no, it was a good week. I love how Halloween was on Thursday, so we ended up having two two weekends of Halloween. Was it too much though? It was a little was too, it too much. Week? I didn't consider last week Halloween weekend. Last week was last Halloween week weekend. was Halloween, and so was this weekend. Maybe I messed up. That I don't know. Have the I think it's just Monday. this Friday. It's not so like I don't okay. think it's tonight. So like, yeah. I, for the people listening, do you agree with me? Like, I think I think having, having it be a Thursday is almost the perfect scenario for it to be a three day Halloween. But but here's the thing: then people do Friday Saturday, take a couple days off, then they go Thursday Friday Saturday. Five days of Halloween. That's is a lot. Simply too much. I think it. So I think it's. Where's the five the, days? The Friday, from? Saturday from last weekend, and then Thursday, Friday, and then I think it should be done. Four, four so days, I'm done. Four I'm not dressing up today. Yeah, no, I, not at all. You bet your behind that I am dressing up again tonight. All right, we'll we'll talk about that later. We'll get to <laughs> it. Should we reveal our costumes later on the show? That'll be a little. Yeah, that'll be a little teaser. Yeah, that'll, that'll be a good one. We'll yeah. do that first. Though we got to talk about. Uh, the date, it's November 2nd, this is our show, and Brian starts off November playing Christmas music right after Halloween. Zach, how do we feel about this? Because I'm not, I'm not on board. I'm not keen on the idea, but I do love the element of it's way too early, we should get hyped still. 
because it's just like it comes out of nowhere. You're in the Halloween, you're in Halloween season. You're in spooky season. You're getting amped up for the candy you're gonna eat. You're getting amped up for everything. Well, p- here's what part of it was: it snowed and the snow stuck. I'm not if opposed to if dropping in a uh, "All I Want for Christmas Is You" Mariah Carey like once, but to have it already be Christmas music season, I think is just not no, right. No, because there's snow on the ground. Not right. It's just like you guys are going to start watching to to. like like christmas or like winter movies i'd like to have a little bit more time to and here's all i gotta say thanksgiving we have a month we have have two we have three weeks so thanksgiving here's here's all i gotta say it's beginning to look a lot like like christmas Christmas. and thanksgiving yeah no i just love christmas music i think it's the best i get really excited for it sometimes i start it before halloween if i'm really excited that year this year you guys got lucky and it's it's after Halloween, which I think did you is do this totally appropriate. You've been my roommate now for two years. Have you did you do this last year? Yeah, I did it last year. I was I, how my did headphones I my headphones were bumping Christmas music since like October fifteenth last year. Yeah, but what what about Thanksgiving? There's no Thanksgiving. Do you not music. care? No, but there's a thanks there's a festive there's there a are thanks, festivities there's around a Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving vibe and yeah, the Thanksgiving tradition. I treat thanks Thanksgiving is like nothing super special. Like at least that's what I think of it as. Thanksgiving is is up there on low key. What? One of your favorite holidays? Yeah, one of the. If there was an opposite of a Mount Rushmore, I don't know if there was like underground Mount Rushmore, like the hidden, low key, the, the low, low key, the low key Mount Rushmore. Yeah, the low key Mount Rushmore. Honestly, Thanksgiving I, is probably number one. It's just I would next say door. Thanksgiving for my family adds more stress, like with like making the meal and like trying to get everything like good. Yeah, but once it, it happens, adds, once it all comes together, no, it's a blast. Because, you know, because even then, like, something goes wrong. Like, someone forgets a side dish or, like, Thanksgiving happens, is actually, happens. I'll give you, Thanksgiving is, it can be stressful around the house, but. And, and Christmas isn't? Yeah, I but know, Christmas, like, there's like, way there's more, there's, there's way more way of a family more. environment. Like, there's you ha- way you more. You see way much more of your family. Especially, that, I feel it's like all my family, we've taken everything that used to be one day in Christmas and stretched out over. Yeah, like I guess that's true. Three or four days. You now. don't do that with Thanksgiving. So you don't. Thanksgiving is like you need to have everything ready at like 5 p.m. on that Thursday, and it has to be ready. It has to like look good. It has to taste good. And if it doesn't, you literally just got together for this huge meal. That if like let's say someone messes up the gravy, it can ruin the whole meal. Oh come on. So. You're telling me gravy. Yeah, the, the gravy. I the gravy's going to ruin I almost just Thanksgiving. Said, I almost just said young gravy. But gravy will mess up the meal? It can. I feel like that's... No, that's absurd. Well, there's way say, too many your side tur- dishes. Your turkey like cranberry a, sauce, like I said last year, was my favorite side dish, and I got like, blasted for it. Let's say like, uh, the turkey's a little bit too dry. You need gravy to like moisten it up a little bit. Just, yes, Understood. It doesn't wreck the it meal. Do, it doesn't wreck the holiday. Ruin. The holiday will ruin is the right word. The holiday will prevail, and we <laughs> will have a great Thanksgiving, no matter what. <laughs> all you I gotta bring. say, like sadness, say, sadness on the couch right. as they finish their dry turkey. Last oh, thing, the gravy just didn't live up to the standards. Last year. thing about uh, Thanksgiving before we should probably move on. Uh, I think turkey is extremely overrated as like a food. Okay, we'll we'll we, get we'll catch we get that. into that. We'll catch that, and we'll t- we'll pl- we'll talk a little bit about. Yeah, how how Thanksgiving comes to be? Maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll drop a little uh, Billy Riggins Thanksgiving speech <laughs> to to start the show. Yeah, yeah. So that's if that isn't a teaser, one hundred percent for our Thanksgiving show. I don't know what is. And our Thanksgiving show was fire last year because again, I talked about how cranberry sauce was the best side dish, and I liked that I have can, and I got hated 
big time for it. Maybe my second worst uh, received take since peanut butter on a burger. And yeah, you've had some bad takes in here, buddy. Like what? Those two. Those yeah, I almost burned the mic after that one. Yeah. Zach Zach was the only one there for that peanut butter on a burger take, and he didn't punch me in the face. So thank you, Zach. <laughs> All right, let's move on. We got, we've got. Say, see, we we can talk about Christmas music for like twenty seven minutes, or not twenty seven minutes, but we're getting through it. All right, it's November second. Games and grub. Call us up. It's four one four two eight eight seven zero nine one on Twitter at grub m u r. I wanted to talk about. It also is November second, which means uh, daylight savings time is up. So no, does that it's mean tomorrow? I think no, it's tonight. Tonight, no, like yeah, two a.m. tonight. Here, it goes of, to one fifty. What do you think about this? So, the visitation at Humphrey it's only first goes two a.m. Only goes till the first one fifty nine tonight. Yeah, that makes that sense. makes sense. Why? But like, why shouldn't I be able to when have does, someone over when for do an the extra clocks, hour? Wait, so then it goes back to when, one. When do the clocks yes. turn? Oh, so I at one fifty nine. How it goes would you back know? One. How would you know any better? Is that how it works? I think so. Yeah, if you're a kid, how would you know any better if you think, oh, it's one? No, it so I makes sense that it's the first one because if you think about it, you're at it like that entire night. You're waiting till one fifty nine either way to check people out. Why do they have to like? No, it's I just feel. Like and then when it hits one fifty nine, it's still that's such two a o'clock. Like it's such a power move, though. Like by the no, it's norm, not. I it's, think I feel like it is. I don't can know. they enforce no. it? Yes, they are. Yeah, no, they don't. They will enforce. Yeah. Don't don't slander Marquette University residents' life. All right. Yeah, they. The <laughs> you or, can't be doing that. Or I will ruin I'm not your slander. Life. I'm just questioning yeah. if they can. No, I shouldn't even question right. it. Honestly, don't question it. it. Just so let's get into some. So sports fall here. back. So fall back means it's going to be what we get lighter. an hour of sleep. Yeah, we I don't get, know. How, we get lighter. It's going to be lighter out. Uh, Look at this. Three more sunlight at night. Three 19 year olds discussing daylight savings time. It doesn't get better than that. I have no okay, idea. I, I, know, like, I have no okay, idea. Okay, I, have, I have a headache right now. Okay, listen. I think it's a valid. I think it's a viable discussion. We don't sound too stupid. No, we sound so stupid. Yeah, we do, do. we? Definitely. I no, didn't know. To. I didn't know until this calendar year that uh, CDT and CST were not the same thing. So CST is Central Standard Time, and Central CDT is Central Daylight Time. See, Wait, daylight I actually didn't time. know that. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> What's the difference? One of them has when, it's, when, when it's, it's daylight, daylight savings. savings. So we're getting off of daylight savings right now, correct? No, I think it's going on. Yeah, no, it's going on. Are we sure? Yes. Tonight at one at the at the second uh, no, the first one fifty nine. All right, enough of that. So we got right, you're done. We got a big weekend of sports coming up here. Uh, you know, it, basketball is in swing now. Football, Woo! college football. You got a lot of stuff going on. So, uh, Zach, I got a quick question for you. Go for it. Notre Dame, they're five and two right now, and they're ranked sixteenth oh, in the you nation. Missed it. Did we have we you talked? Have we, we talked talk since the about game? my boys, the blue oh. Michigan oh my beating Notre Dame and Harbaugh winning Harbaugh winning a big game for the first win time. Win a game I've ever early seen. in the season, Harbaugh. Do something do something productive. Win something early. Make it matter. Who's gonna no, win? No, it's it's always been Harbaugh. It doesn't matter. It's always been Harbaugh has the big like Ohio State game at the end of the year and just chokes it away. I mean the game doesn't matter. No. They're a hot team at the beginning of the year and then they just don't win big games. So Virginia Tech, they're also five and two and they're playing today at Notre Dame. Who's coming It's away at Notre Dame. Notre Dame wins it. Okay. If it's in Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech wins it. Okay. Simple as that. They got a they got some uh, hype crowds over there and uh, yeah. college football right now is kind of it's it's dying for me, 
besides the top five teams that are undefeated. Well, which is kind of sad. I'm actually I don't love I and love those college football, teams? but Clemson, I just, Alabama. I don't even know if they're all undefeated. Clemson, Alabama, LSU, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, and then Florida Oklahoma sneaks in with loss. a one loss. Yeah. Um, Florida, Georgia, one. Minnesota's today. undefeated still. Yeah, oh so God. no, that's I. I like I like college football, but it's hard to keep track of. So because there's just so much going on, and it's like it's hard to find your game sometimes. But Minnesota right now, they're undefeated. They don't play this week. Penn State. Sorry. We come back next week and we play Penn State. That is going to be a challenge. At- at Minnesota or at Penn State? I think it's at Minnesota. Let me uh, let me find that real Got quick. Got a break there. Yeah, that'd be. Yeah, it's at Minnesota. Um, Penn State's ranked five. We're ranked thirteen right now. If we win that game, question of the day is Minnesota for real? <laughs> Absolutely not. And you know it, Brian. <laughs> I I really you know want to say they're not, but you saw that that feel good video that they put out. Oh yes, uh, no. I did see that. Honestly, teams, I got behind their team yeah. because it was it a long snapper. It was yeah, placeholder. 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 He is. He's a cancer survivor. And yeah, like, no, that. Whenever you see like like a that huge was awesome. story that a team can rally behind, I will never pick them to lose. It's just you. You can't do it. Um, how are we feeling about the Celtics this year, boys? I we gr- had a good, very fun week being I, in Milwaukee. Yeah. And then you guys had a big win against the Knicks last night. Yeah, not I don't. I mean, like big win. Yeah, we That's beat it. we Jason, beat Jason we Tatum. beat the Bucks. Jason, Jason Tatum. Tatum. Jason Tatum. As Skip Bayless would say, Jason Tatum showed his clutch gene, which is, I like. But I'm yeah. again, I'm not putting any stock into the NBA right now. But you guys, play. Hayward, Hayward's back, almost back to full, full force. Here's the thing: last year, I don't even think Hayward was like that bad. But Kyrie. It was all like I I kept telling you this last year, Aiden. Kai, you guys needed to trade Kyrie. He was going to leave. He was not going to stay, and he wasn't the type of point guard that you guys needed on your team. He would have thrown even more of a fit if he was traded, because that's just the NBA superstar thing ca- to do. Would have cared though. He wouldn't have been on your team. You don't care if he's throwing a fit if he's not on your team anymore. Right, but it's it, the NBA landscape would just be a a bomb dropped. Yeah, NBA Twitter would be live. <laughs> Let me ask you this: Is there any? NBA superstar who doesn't act like a baby. Normally it's time Giannis. To get fou- yeah. Giannis, Normally Giannis, Giannis was the only know, one. You know Kawhi. what it is? Kawhi. No. Kawhi Leonard, maybe. Giannis is the only one in my mind, and Marcus Smart took that away from him this week. Yeah. Because well, he got that, a technical tell, tell at the end of the that. game. Tell so us about that. Marcus Smart and Giannis. Just, let's, am I really saying his last name? Yeah, Johnson? do it. Atatakumbo. No, just say it normal. Atatakumbo. You got to go in. Like you got to jump in the pool. Just go. Atatakumbo. Uh, yes. They were battling Bang. out a rebound. Marcus Smart falls right on top of top of them. Uh, they both flail to the ground. And this is the first time I've ever seen Giannis complain to a ref. And it's live on air, and you can just hear him swear word. Or, I don't know. Yeah. Like, Beep. you yeah. bleeping. Yeah. Well, get off this court. Like, when the TV sound cuts because you yeah. know a guy, player swears. Yeah. And uh, I mean, props to the Celtics. You guys only. At, at the World Series game you guys, seven every other second. You guys held him to 22 beep, points. Beep, beep. So props to you guys for that. You held him to 22 points. Yeah. That was. Yeah. You said we might not have the 76ers number anymore, but maybe we have the Bucks number now. Uh, I know. Maybe a mic drop on the air. Um, this we'll seven, see. We'll see. It's very early. I'm not taking any stock. Speaking of the uh, 76ers, Embiid. Right <laughs> speaking of them, Brian. Versus uh, the Timberwolves. Yeah. Big fight happened. Charles Barkley called it a quote-unquote snuggle fest. Honestly, I'd say the same thing. 
it got way too overhyped. But here's the thing. When was the last time we saw two big-time NBA players get in a fight like that? I know. It's 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 the NBA fan inside all of us yearning for a old Malice at the Palace, yep. Ron Artest fight. Which That's is so true. So funny because Malice at the Palace was like 2019. horrible for basketball. No, but this is awesome because in even in like five years, ten years, we'll look back and like be able to tell people, oh, like back in our day, like, like I'm probably gonna <laughs> people think, actually so fought. It, so do you think it's gonna come back and like when we like when our generation has kids, it's gonna be like there's fighting in the NBA? Again? No, no, we're no. just gonna we're gonna say that one time like we saw a fight and that's like the extent of the NBA being vicious. No, like hitting intentionally hitting people in baseball is gonna be gone. I saw A-Rod get hit by Ryan Dempster at a Red Sox game in person. That might not be around anymore. All here, Here's all I have to say. This whole Cat and Embiid thing, they're two of the best big men in the game right now. They have a hilarious rivalry, which usually Embiid dominates, but Cat has some pretty good highlights to get against Embiid. Like, he's dunked on him a couple times. Um, but the whole Twitter thing going back and forth. That was in hilarious. In 25, 30 years, there's going to be a 30 for 30 about it or a sports documentary about like one of them or like one of their teams and highlighting their rivalry is going to be a part of it and i'm all there for, for only that. only if the 70 why don't only if the wolves or the 76ers it. are a like legitimate championship contender what the, the sixers are legitimate champions they're going to make a 30 for 30 about that again about fight, one cat fight about no, one and i'm not talking about kat i'm not saying it's going this fight is going to be a 30 for 30 cuz it's not but something about one of these teams will eventually make it into a sports documentary. Okay. Don't talk about this cat and Embiid thing is literally let's say, let's call them two of the three best centers in the NBA. Yeah, so it's going to be about here's what it is. Producer Bill Simmons putting on my hat right here. It's going to be about the rise of the 76ers from Tankapalooza all the way to No, exactly. The it's trust the process and then Embiid grows all the way from there to now where he has this like not huge ego, but no, he's like the ego. superstar of the huge entire ego. city of Philadelphia. Yeah. And he's literally no, laughing exactly. after he goes off the court. They're, with they're, I'm telling you, in, he's 20, not in, in 20 years, there's going to be a really good 30 for 30. And it's going to be about their rise from having uh, Sam Henke. Yep. Yeah. From having him to being where they are now. And honestly, well, no, they went to. Uh, they have. They might be my favorite to win the championship out of the East. The 76ers. Damn. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, no, actually, you missed uh, Brian Colangelo. They had the fake the fake Twitter account. They had the DM. They had the burner account. for the. Remember, they went from Sam Hinkie yeah. to Brian Colangelo to their next guy. Yeah. But Colangelo got fired because of the burner account. Yeah, the 76, the rise of the 76 is 30 for 30 will actually be good. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And the Ben Simmons prodigy coming out of college. And part of part of that that's gonna like fill the time. The was he actually is, rookie of the year? Is going to be Embiid's like just antics throughout the years, and I'm gonna just love to watch like a yep. highlight reel of it. Michael Rubin, right. the uh, eclectic owner, not eclectic. He's just all over the place. Love that guy. All right, let's talk. Let's talk about your boy Kirk Cousins because you. I want to replay. A take that you had early, early in the season about how Kirk right, Cousins was it. maybe your twenty, your twenty second best quarterback in the league, and you'd rather have like every other quarterback except for eight or ten, not not even ten, like f- between five and ten. Yeah, 
Go for it. You starting starting quarterbacks. We don't have the clip, but oh. I. It's, oh, you just want to. So okay, you just want to revisit it. Yeah. Revisit how you said that you would rather take Andy Dalton than Kirk Cousins, and Andy Dalton is now not even a starting quarterback. Okay, yeah, NFL you can anymore. say Andy Dalton's not a starting quarterback, but teams will sit their starter quarterback if they have a backup they want to take a look at, and they're not going to win any games anyways. Okay, I think that's more of a testament to how well Andy Dalton is playing. All right, he's if playing, it was, he's it's playing still week as, eight. It's still week he's nine. He's playing better buddy. than Baker Mayfield this year. Uh, okay. Is Baker Mayfield an NFL no. caliber quarterback? Yes. Yes. Uh, because he Freddie does. Kitchens uh, is not maybe, a good Here's coach. my answer. All right. Maybe not because of his play, but because of his media antics, he deserves to be in the NFL. <laughs> I guess he just fits in. Yeah. He fits okay. in like on Twitter by the like not quite A B, but he's like here's trying the thing. to fire up his team. Le'Veon Bell, like those guys that try to like fire up the team. He's like that on social media, and it helps the Browns' ratings. Here's the thing about the whole Kirk Cousins uh, debacle, I guess. He cannot move. He gets more passes swatted by the defensive line than I've ever seen a quarterback in my entire life. He throws a ball, and like I just think it's just not going to get past How the tall defensive is he? line. He's like 6'4". He's not short. He just has... Zero. Where's his release? Does he have a lower like late in his uh pass? It's pretty normal. It's I would right. say it's pretty. It's so then why why is it? Is it because of your offensive line? Or are you blaming it on it, him? No, it's kind of because of the offensive line. But the fact that it happens as much as it does, it's not like he's he six. He's st- six three. Yeah. I thought he was way shorter. No, he's like a good. He's like a, he's literally looks like a prototype prototypical pocket passing quarterback. Be a but little bit taller. Six, three. He cannot move at all. Literally, I see him do a play action. Oh, yeah, can like he not? I'm just looking up an article on um, The Onion. Have you heard of it? It's a real. Yeah. Uh, it says, Kirk Cousins has handled the blitz well this season. No, I'm, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. It's funny. <laughs> let's, let's move on. Sorry, let's, Kirk. I want to get to my. I want to get to one of the stories that I, that I ran into this week. And it's, you know, when we talk about, again, another callback to last year when we talked about. Patrick Mahomes liking ketchup so much. And that was like the perfect games and grub story. And and uh, yeah. Jackson Kowalski and I went on for like an hour on that. And it was just gold. Here, we have a similar story. ESPN.com posted this this week. Headline, coffee runs about more than caffeine for Bengals coach Zach Taylor. So Zach Taylor, he was assistant with the LA Rams in 2017 He's part of the Sean, Sean McVay coaching tree, which, again, I could just talk about for hours because how many times – if I had a nickel for every time some broadcaster, whether it's Joe Buck or anyone else, talk about the Sean McVay coaching tree – sorry. Talk about the Sean McVay coaching tree in an NFL broadcast for a game. If I had a nickel every time, I could buy a Porsche right now. It's ridiculous. Okay, but anyway, Zach Taylor. This story from ESPN goes that – 5.30 every morning, the same group of men roll into their usual spots, Hillside Starbucks, Southern Cal, 8 to 12 people. So it says among the group of 8 to 12 who have met here in Newberry Park on most days for roughly 20 years are a retired Northwest Airlines pilot, a hot rod enthusiast, and an ex-Navy SEAL, and up until recently, a future NFL head coach. So Zach Taylor goes to the same Hillside Starbucks southern cal and gets the same thing every day what do you think the order is at starbucks guys it's got to be venti uh 
refresher. Wait, wait. He goes to. Know. He gets. Yeah, to Starbucks. Starbucks he goes five thirty in the morning every day. But he's the Bengals head coach, so he can't go there every day. Now, he can. before he yeah. when he was working in L.A. with the Rams. Oh, does he, he get a Sean McVay he coaching get, treat? Ding. Does he get a venti cup of Starbucks Pike Place roast black coffee? Yes, Zach. Oh, wow. Wow. I did not read that anywhere. Are you like smarter than a fifth grader? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, so that is a interesting order uh, from a uh, head coach. I would expect. I mean, black I would, coffee. Is I was thinking like, about something like a nitro, the nitro brews. Nitro cold brew. Real good stuff. My Real mom good has testified. Get, it's it's yeah, decent. Get, gets me going for some of those late night grinds, studying. I should go to this little coffee uh, shindig they have. Yeah, I'll have an Irish coffee. Hold the coffee. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> funny. Ah, funny guy. <laughs> Zach, do you think that was funny? And we got a comedian over here. Yeah, okay. huge comedian. All right, let's move on. Let's do some 10 questions. So, uh, not a full 10 right now. Not a full 10, but <laughs> hey, we got, we'll, we'll we got, our, we got our instrumental. That'll come out of my mouth. All so. right, Spook. let's go 10 questions. First, let's first go. question. Spooky season food or Thanksgiving food? Which one are you guys gonna pick? Uh, oh, Thanksgiving. Spooky season food is candy. That's just like which is snack. awesome. Yeah, I love candy. Um, Thanksgiving food. Thanksgiving food. Okay, that's All pretty right. unanimous. Next. All right. What's the scariest costume you saw this weekend? Scariest I mean, costume? Yeah. I don't I'm gonna really say get scared by any costumes. I'm gonna say DeAndre Hopkins being the genie. He looked exactly yeah, no, like that's Will so Smith. True. That was wild. And I was like, wait, that's DeAndre Hopkins yeah. under all that? And yeah. did not, just Full, did not like, believe it. For people who haven't seen it, DeAndre Hopkins, NFL wide receiver, head-to-toe blue like body paint, looks just like the genie. He had like the hair on point, all the jewelry, and everything. All right, next question. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't answer that. Yeah, I saw Let's Power Ranger. Oh. Yeah, real scary Power Ranger. Like one of those little... We did uh, trick-or-treating at our dorm. Yeah. So kids came to our dorm door, knocked on our door, and... Uh, trick-or-treat. Trick-or-treat, and we gave them candy. We had a horrible selection of candy. That was not Brian's fault at all. Kind we of had, it was. I went to Walgreens <laughs> with, with Zach, was going to get two large bags of Reese's, and he goes... What if kids have peanut allergies? Well, oh, you cannot. Don't say it like that. What if kids have peanut allergies? I said that to him. That's that's a good that's a that's, good question. It's caring for the kids, for the environment. Just, just another reason why kids with peanut allergies ruin everything. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you just said that live on air. You may have just right. cut our audience by saying if someone listens to our show who has a peanut allergy, now they're just going to be turned off. No, no. Here, people with peanut allergies. I'll, I'll help you out here. Debate Brian, me on it. Brian, what if... What you were saying? They should That's make like a, saying, you, should, you were saying that you should make a school of only peanut allergy kids. You said that at one point. I remember hearing you said that. You said that. Yeah, he's laughing about it. You said that. What if we made a school that was only for kids with glasses that look like, like idiots? We definitely talked like, about you this You would last go year. there. <laughs> you would go there. The kid, a okay. glasses idiot school. That's Here's the school you would all be in. I gotta say, if they group people, we had a. We definitely <laughs> talked about this last we year. We had a <laughs> limited budget for candy. We had fruit snacks. We had a couple extra almond joys from another bag of candy. We don't like almond joys, so that's why there's extra. And then I had Reese's. Wasn't the best selection, but those kids definitely got spoiled with candy yeah, that no, our hall we- director Gino bought. There's probably a total of 50 kids throughout the building. We didn't even see all of them. And this man had like 10 buckets of candy 
and I gave like most of it away. Shout out Gino Hampton. Shout, shout out, out Gino. Gino Hampton. He deserves a shout out. Yeah, Gino's a beast. Those kids got spoiled the day. It wasn't even on Halloween too, but we had, a we had the Halloween vibe the going. Before. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, so it was it was a great day. You guys, I walked, was I walked back from class. I walked back from class. I felt like an and adult. you guys had the speaker outside the dorm playing yeah. Halloween music. It was uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah, it was Ghostbusters, Monster Mash. Yeah, and what other one? I don't know. All right, so next, next question: You're eating some fries. You want them uh, waffled or you want them regular? You know what? It depends on the day. Weekends. I'm going waffle fry. Waffle's good. I, I'm gonna go regular. regular. I'm so gonna go regular just because it's it's here, a hit or miss. But when it's a hit, it's this. a hit. Go for it. I think waffle fries are like always better, but they're because I don't have them as much. If no, I if I had a waffle agree. fry that's, every day, that's a good I take. feel like I would ruin waffle fries forever. All right, was Tom Brady trolling of Peyton Manning? Awesome or what? Because I kind of made that question because it was I just had to bring it up. Like, yay or nay? Was it awesome? Him and yes. Pey- him and like, Peyton Manning have way more respect for each other than people realize. Oh, they, you know, no, they're in the modern day. They are real buddies. Yeah, in like, the modern day, real friends. In the modern day, in the social media age we live in, where everyone's on their phones, there's only a select few things that you see on social media that will make you laugh out loud. Just like, sitting by yourself in bed. That there's is a lot of, of things that'll make you laugh. That's out loud. one of them. Talking about how Peyton, <laughs> what it, what was the actual thing? It was actually looking at who, who actually looks at Peyton. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Next question. Next question. Tom Brady's last Whoa, year. Whoa! Don't say that to me. No, is we're it, skipping that is question. It Brady's, no, no, no. Is it Brady's last year? No, there's we're a lot skipping of, that question. There's a lot of skepticism. No, is it Brady's from, last year? Is it his last year in New England? Is he going to no, be a cowboy? we're skipping that question. Is, is he going to be a cowboy? No. Brady's back in New England next year. Is he going to be a Raider? Don't worry don't about talk it. talk to me. I mean, don't ta- stop talking. Next. Yeah. Uh, How long can cereal sit in milk before it's disgustingly soggy? Like It's like around 10 minutes. It's not that long. Wow. That's, that's one of the reasons why I just don't eat cereal is it's, it's just way too so it gets way too soggy way too quick right, so you're scared hands. of it you're scared of the cereal is basically what you just said aiden, no, aiden is scared of cereal. doesn't like put it cereal of the texture hey oh, we're gonna gosh. get into the all all real estate team later but you can put cereal on the all real estate team for me then <laughs> yeah it gets in your head yeah right is. all right owns yeah. real estate in my head how, Next. how about you zach how long is it gonna sit before oh you're gonna it's gonna it? sit honestly i'll let it sit for a, a while I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to eat it I'm going to eat it either way, yeah. but I would prefer it to be like under 10 minutes. Yeah. Like All it. right. Our community's soft for changing Halloween. Now, for example, some communities will do like a parking lot Halloween where kids don't have to walk as far. They called it trunk or treat. I yeah, heard trunk this year. or treat. Oh they, my gosh. They, they have stuff like- Give me a break. It it's, makes promoting, it, it's promoting safety. It makes what a it, joke. It makes it too easy on the kids. For me, I would walk like eight miles on a Halloween night at least. Oh, we're getting to those- the we're getting those king like size houses. Anymore. We're walking around. We're yeah. We're getting to a hundred, hundred and twenty houses a, a night, running house to house. Yeah, you're working it. You, it's it, you, you. You can't even hold your your bag. And it, it's no matter what temperature. Did you guys use pillowcases for yes, your bags? Pillowcase, yes, pillowcases absolutely. Because otherwise, like the plastic bag would tear. Yep. My pillowcase used to be packed. Yeah. No, I completely packed. agree. And. No matter what temperature it was, we'd be out there. Yes. And now they're saying, oh, no, it's raining on Halloween. Can we We're going to do it, do it tomorrow. Yeah, same time next or week. Or like one community, one town does it the regular Halloween. The next town does it the next day. Yeah. That's not how Halloween should be. No. I'm sorry. Halloween, Halloween is Halloween one day. became way too soft. 
I I think in college though it can become more than one day. So am I wrong? Yeah, next, we already talked about that. Next question. All right, next question. Mighty Ducks. Which character are you, Zach? Um, no, actually, I'm gonna spit that back at you because I think you know who I am. You're definitely not <laughs> Charlie Conway. You're like Zach the, is Charlie Conway. Last you're night he Gordon, was. You're Gordon Bombay before he made the turn for the good. What are you? Gordon Bombay was all. <laughs> oh, that's I don't know about that. Thanks. I work really, really hard. Yeah. Um, you only care about winning. I only care about winning, and I uh, have only lost one case. <laughs> He's a lawyer. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He only lost one case. So yeah, I'm basically undefeated. No big deal. Brian, I'm gonna bow out of that question. No, you can't bow out. Brian's Goldberg. I haven't seen the I'm movie in Goldberg. seven years. Uh, you're Connie. I can be Connie. No. Yeah, you're, um, you're you're Connie. Averman. I like the Averman just because like Averman. The, I'd say yeah, Averman. The, the Brian Sturd, the man. <laughs> That's how he talks, and it's it's awesome. So I'll give all it right, to let's go to the next question. <laughs> that's that's this big podcast right. guy, Brian Gallagher. Brian okay. Gallagher. All right, Good morning. All right, so let's talk about these gophers, eh? All right, All right. <laughs> now, what is the next sh- sports show or movie that we are going to watch? Yeah, so we finished Friday Night Lights yep. two weeks ago. A week ago. Wow. I, I honestly haven't. Feels like Has it been two weeks? We finished it like right after uh, so right The after last fall break. Sunday, the Sunday that we came back from fall break. So that All was right, so almost two weeks. What do we have coming up next? I want to say. Uh, I gonna, have no idea. I want to do one of those. Um, QB1s, the one with Jake Fromm that we started. Yeah. I don't know if oh. I want that one specifically. We're going to do QB to QB with uh, Russell Wilson and, H- and Trevor Moore. HBO has a good thing. It follows like one college head coach. So it was like Herm Edwards. Then it was the guy at Washington State, Mike Leach. Okay. So it follows one college football head coach. Oh, last chance you. Last chance. I don't want to watch that. I didn't really enjoy that. I want to watch. You know what I want to do? I want to get that uh, ESPN Plus membership, and I just want to go through the 30 for 30s. Yep. Oh so bad. That yeah. would be right? that would be good. All right, I think that's a plan then. What All is right. it? About 50, that's a plan. And that's our ten those. questions. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, we have one question left because I skipped one for on purpose. What was it? Oh, Celtics, here we go. Celtics versus Bucks. How much real estate does Marcus Smart own inside of Giannis's and the entire Bucks organization? How Marcus how Smart is in Giannis's head. The, yeah. You could see it in that technical foul that Giannis got after. Oh, yeah. Oh, tough fall, I guess. Not a foul. Not a foul. Yeah. This isn't soft basketball. Marcus Smart plays with his head. Plays with his body. He's a physical dude. He gets in Giannis's head, which is what most NBA su- NBA players should be doing. It's it's for the yeah. game. It's for the best of the game. So what well, we started talking the other day, if there was like a because we were talking about Cat and and the Embiid fight, and we were saying that hold up, can I? Embiid has real estate inside Cat's head. Yeah, so basically just like the whole idea about real estate in someone's head. I just basically own Brian. I yeah, can, no. I, I can get him to do whatever I want whenever I want. That. So that's that's why I say I own real estate in Brian's head. Um, Don't know about that. Who is your NBA all real estate team? Who has the most... Who has the most acreage in people's minds in the NBA? Who gets in people's heads the most? So we're going to try to yeah. go like one player at each position. Uh, point guard Patrick Beverly. He's a tough, gritty guy, came from the bottom, and he just plays with such a chip on his shoulder, and he gets in people's heads, he gets in their face, um, and he's just, like, there. And then, obviously, Marcus Smart. Uh, Marcus Smart is just, like, all-time hustle player. 
uh, doesn't care like what other people think of him. Honestly, he's not he's not like the uh, the stereotypical real estate agent in that no. sense. He yeah. gets in people's heads just by playing his game. Uh-huh. He doesn't do the the Twitter fanatics or no. the uh, uh, just like but the see, Patrick, chirping or Patrick the- Beverly. He also does the Twitter stuff. Uh, I'm gonna say Joe Ingles. Uh, he's on the Jazz. He played Paul George two years ago in the playoffs and shut Paul George down. It's literally this guy. He looks like he's like 65 years old. Just like it, his hairline is like hella receding. And he just goes out there, plays his game, and just got in Paul George's head and tore him apart. All right. For my center, I'm going to have Joel Embiid. Obviously, maybe the funniest guy in the NBA. I like it. Uh, he gets in people's head. He owns Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns, like, I'm sorry. I, I I'm wearing your jersey right now. I you're you're my he guy. Testify. But, mm, buddy, buddy, you can't let him do that to you. All right, now give me your number one NFL. NFL. Yeah, just number one. Real quick. Um. Nothing. Nothing. Jalen Ramsey. All right, I was gonna. What was I? Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. <laughs> Bill, Bill Belichick in the coaching tree, he will get in people's heads without even trying. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I can't believe Bill Belichick came from the Sean McVay coaching tree. <laughs> yeah, right? Another yeah. another dang, another nickel in my pocket. All right. Aiden, All right. You we have play the clip or we're gonna we're gonna take uh an intermission to talk about our interview with Mark Ockerbloom, which is coming up in Give or take Four five minutes. or so minutes from now. And in those five minutes, you know what we're going to do, Brian? What are we going to do? We're going to do our clip and rip it. Yeah. Oh, y'all were looking for me. Yeah. Is that true? Here, here, go ahead. Yeah, Mark actually, Sanchez. actually, Mark. Whoa. What did you know? So, Mark Sanchez telling me what you said. Tell him what you said, Mark. Tell him what you said about the Cowboys. teams in the NFC have said, don't forget the Cowboys. And I'm no, he didn't say don't forget them. He didn't say don't forget them. He said they are. This is so worth it. I'm glad they are. The Cowboys. Talk to me, Stephen A. Green Bay. That's my guy. Green All Green right. Bay, San Francisco. Yeah. Okay. I Excuse me. Seattle. All right. Uh, I, I mean, who am I? New Orleans. I just gave you a four. All right. You know what that shows, just right? Wait. You know what that shows, right? What? You just, you used to play for the Jets. That's what that shows. Oh my oh, god. That's what that shows. Uh, only, a jet, only a former Jet would make that mistake. Will you please, will you please tell him what? just just to remain patient because I promise you they will let you down. <laughs> they will let you down. <laughs> you got to just wait. Don't panic. I mean, listen. It's not. It's not. Listen. Listen. It's not the holidays yet. We don't want the Dallas Cowboy fans miserable just yet. They don't want the Cowboys miserable just yet. Not until Christmas, Brian. So, Mark Sanchez, this might be worse than the butt fumble. No. 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 Uh-uh. No, it's not. That was the greatest, single greatest moment in sports history. Was that the best uh, sports moment in history right there? The Cowboys might be the best team right now against the worst teams. So, they're going to look better than other teams when they play, like, the first three games of the year. They played... Uh, the Dolphins, they played the Redskins, they played the Giants, and they looked phenomenal. But when they play against real teams, they've lost against the Saints, they've lost against the Packers, uh, and they lost against the Jets. They they beat the Eagles. That was a good win. Can't knock them on that. They beat them thirty-seven to ten. But they haven't. They have some tough games coming up. They play the Vikings in uh, not this week, but next week. 
Uh, then they have Cowboy or uh, Vikings, Lions, Patriots, Bills. Those four games. Yeah. Maybe they only win one. Maybe. All right. Well, we're getting into the harder part of the NFL season for most teams. So, including the Patriots, who the media members will not let us forget their next six opponent, the next five opponents have a winning percentage over 500. You well, you guys have had the easiest freaking schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was, it was part partly is a joke. Like, what you, have you guys played the Dolphins five times already this year? Because it seems like it only once. Jets twice. The Jets twice, the Dolphins. Uh, did you guys play the Redskins? Like, yep. So many teams. They make they make look silly though. It's just that everybody ridiculous. in the NFL has made the Dolphins and the Redskins and the Jets look silly. Uh, the Cowboys haven't. The Cowboys <laughs> did not. Yeah, the Cowboys got wrecked by the Jets. It was hard to watch. So no, the Dallas Cowboys are not even. In the, at, I don't even think they're in the conversation for the best team Damn. in the NFC. I would say they're on a good day. They're a little bit better than the Vikings. On an average day, they're a little bit worse than the Vikings, but right around where uh, the Vikes are at. All right. We are momentarily awaiting our interview with Mark Ockerbloom on Games and Grub here on Marquette Radio. It is November 2nd. Daylight savings time coming up. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we've got some uh, we've got some visitors, but we have an audience actually behind the, behind the glass. But it's 9 o'clock. Call us up, 414-288-7091, 414-288-7091, on Twitter, at GrubMUR, catch us there, and again, we are very excited for Ockerbloom to join us. What, is it a 9 o'clock spot? Does it start at 9? Yeah. They go, are they getting on? Yeah. Right now? They don't. Nothing. No one's on there. And we checked. We checked with the D, We checked with the GM, and he said we're good to go right now. Me? Yeah. Yeah. Take so over. <laughs> take over. Go, hey, if Ian's gonna if, go talk to these people, I can Oc, go on and bear, I'll Oc, get on your mic. If Ock calls in, then let me know because we gotta get him on. Yeah. All right. This is live radio. You're hearing this right now. Yeah. All right, Brian. What do we want to get into, Brian? What do you want to get into? B- Big you know, East. I'm down. Big East. Big East. Every time Big you, every East. Every time we are not talking Big East right now. St. Norbert's. I'm sorry, but we beat you by like 60. We killed <laughs> I mean, you. Yeah. Like, oh, here's the call. All right, so I'm picking it up. Caller, you're live. Hello. 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 Welcome to Games and Grub. How you doing today? <laughs> I'm well. How are you guys? We're doing well. We're. I'm. I'm awesome. It's yeah. a great day to be live. Milwaukee's buzzing right now. No, Milwaukee's the opposite <laughs> of buzzing right now, but that's fine. <laughs> you guys got to be fired up for hoops starting on Tuesday. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We had we had a little preseason game uh, yeah. earlier this week. St. Norbert's went well. Um, yeah, we're we're really hyped up for it. But we're we're ready for the games to start counting. Show everyone uh, the rankings were a little bit wrong. I, I hope to see you out here for some of those games. We're trying to make it. I know when you guys come down to Providence, I'll be there. Well, that's awesome. question is, what do I wear? Do I wear a Marquette hat with a Providence shirt or what? I mean, you know. Oh, you you got to go Marquette at this point out of loyalty. <laughs> right? If nothing else, the money. I'll send it that way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It should be a good matchup. I'm looking forward to it. We've got, uh, what, five returning starters at Providence. But uh, I've always been intrigued by the Marquette program. 
going back to the Maguire days. So I've been around a little while. Back to the Maguire days. I'm we not, love it. I'm not going to compare the Wojo days to the Maguire days, but <laughs> not quite yet. No. Not, not yet. Yeah. All what right. about the Hauser brothers? That's the big question. Yeah, that was. Uh, what happens without them? Uh, we don't know yet. The media, the media just shuts them down after that. That's what happens. Uh-huh. Okay. Right. Well, we're looking forward to it. And Marcus Howard is the real deal. He's like the real deal. Yeah, we can get into plus and exciting ball player. I just hope he's got enough around him to make a good run for it. I'm sure they're going to do well, but you know, is it up to the standards they were hoping for when they finished last year? Right. So this is our first. This is this is very special day because this is our first first official interview today with uh, Mr. Uh-huh. Mark Arkerbloom, Fox 25 New Boston 25 News. Excuse me, anchor at night. He's the first person that we're talking to on this program with a verified blue check mark on Twitter, boys. How do we feel about that? I should have one of those, is it, by the way. Is it all it's cracked up to be? <laughs> yeah, no, I absolutely. I that I had it. How's that? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we are... We are sp- reminded me. That's it. So we are... Know, sp- that means I'm verified, whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> you are an actual person. I think that's, that's technically what it means. And last time I checked, yeah. I mean, I'm sitting here <laughs> drinking coffee. Uh, you know, I'm trying to get used to the cold that suddenly blew in from Milwaukee here. That's right. Yeah, we're there sorry about that. Snow. We're sorry My about sending sent it. Me pictures of snow and video, and uh, you know, in the same day that you guys were getting snow, we were getting seventy degrees. Oh, wild! You know, it was like we were in Florida. You guys were in Manitoba. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are we are a sports show. We are a sports and food show, and you have, as you said, you you have the Boston you have the Boston weather on the on your fingertip. But how is the Boston sports landscape looking right now with the Patriots on the roll? Red Sox, Red Sox just hired a new GM. Celtics and Bruins are rolling. What was it like in the city right now? Well, things are good. I mean, you know, we had the rain as World Series champs up until this past week. But, uh, you know, the Red Sox didn't stand pat. They had an off year. A lot of people would have liked to have had that season. But, you know, the standards are high. Four championships now suddenly are on our lap. And, uh, they got rid of Dave Dombrowski. I found it very ironic. On the same day that they introduced Chaim Bloom as the new leader of the Red Sox in terms of putting this team together, uh, it was the exact same day that they had won one year earlier the World Series with Dave Dombrowski. So what have you done for me lately? That's How that's ironic. Called, exactly. But, you know, the Red Sox, you know, we'll see what happens. They want to go a little more budget-friendly. Sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. They apparently have the guy who's been able to do that in Major League Baseball for a while down in Tampa, but we'll see what happens on that front. Uh, I mean, there's still big decisions to make on Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez, so we're kind of holding our breath on that. Should know more this week. Uh, Let's see, Celtics won a squeaker over New York last night. Still juries out on that, but uh, people are hoping for good things. Patriots, as we know, are 8-0, and the Bruins are killing it right now. I just had a buddy from Houston, and I thought he was one of the stock Astros. He grew up with me in Winchester, Mass., and he said, boy, the Bruins are really good this year. And I said, yeah, well, that's the way things are. I mean, they went to Game 7 of the Stanley Cup last year. Yeah. <laughs> for losing to the Blues, who, you know, honestly deserve to win it. Blues outplayed the Bruins, but, you know, a new season, Cam Neely's mad. He wants to get right back out there, and if Cam's mad, I go right behind him. Say, go right ahead. Let's go. That's it. All right, so you talked about it. Winchester, Mass., growing up. As a kid, yeah. we're, so we're, we're college kids doing radio. How at, did you know right off the bat that you wanted to get into media? How did you, how did you get your way you know, into the landscape growing up? I guess, uh, well, 
part of it had a number of factors, but I guess as far as the sports are concerned, um, the big thing for me was that I loved playing. I played hockey and baseball, and right up through high school, got into Providence, and then went down there, and the Providence hockey team was stacking a bunch of kids for the next Olympic development team, because I went, I entered the school in 1981, so do the math, that's a year after the Miracle on Ice. And uh, the career ended up in intramurals, so that was that. <laughs> and then uh, the baseball team, when I was at Providence, we had one kid who wasn't from Rhode Island on the baseball team. He was a kid from Massachusetts. He was a left-handed reliever. So he had a slot. Anybody needs one of those. And uh, that was it. So the baseball went away. And then I guess it was just, I went in as a business major, and I wasn't feeling it. And then I walked into the radio station, and my dorm was happened to be in the basement. Like, you guys, I don't know where exactly you guys are located. You over at the student center? We are over at the College of Communication. Johnston it's on the second Hall. floor okay. near uh, Jesu okay. Church. Okay, yes. So, you know, with a daughter who's taking nursing over there, right. I wasn't in that building. So I'll be curious to see that next time I'm out there. But we had a, a radio station, WDOM, right in the basement. And uh, I went down one day and just, they signed up, you know, you signed up to do an audition and uh, to be a DJ. So I said, well, here goes nothing. Let's try it. And I went down. I sat there. I still remember the first two songs I played on a record turntable, right? Remember those? That's right. You know, yep. Oh, yeah, I remember Electronics those. and all that stuff. And uh, <laughs> on one side, I had Every Day I Write the Book by Elvis Costello. And on the other side of the turntable, I had 1999 by Prince. Okay. Very eclectic selection there. Classic. As, as Brian and being a Minnesota guy in the room, he'll appreciate some Prince. Huge Prince. There you go. Lake Minnetonka, right? Yep. <laughs> Lake Minnetonka. Is that yeah, where we were? That's, that's where we that's were. That's where we were. We were, this past we were there weekend. this past weekend. Us, us Lake, mass boys really? yeah. took a trip. How about that? Wow. Well, anyways, it was, uh, you know, you had to play the record, let it finish, then you had to talk in between and introduce the next record. And so, however that went, I know it wasn't very good, but in the end, uh, I ended up getting a shift. Now, that shift was uh, Monday mornings, 5 o'clock. Great college time. You know, when you're in college, you just come <laughs> off a good weekend. Yeah. And you got to open up the station, take all the reading levels of meters that I still don't know to this day what they meant, and play this music. The problem was that I wanted to, if I'm going to get up early and trudge across campus in the cold, or in that case, I was able to go downstairs, but I was also a year later having to come off campus to go back on the campus to do a radio show. Right, right. I decided that, uh, you know, I'm going to play <clears throat> what I like. And college radio was always based on getting free records from people who were just starting out in the business, trying to you know make a name for themselves. And I said I would go to the library and pick out all the hits you heard on regular contemporary hit radio, you know, just on your local radio station. And uh, then it wasn't long after that that I didn't get a job as a DJ because I think they're pretty upset with me because I didn't play the playlist they called it back in the day. Well, and, uh, lost script. That moved me a little bit different, but then I met a girl who uh, was in my English class who came back one day and told me she was late because she was interning at a TV station in Providence, and they were looking for a sports intern, and she was in, over in the entertainment show that was on at the time, and she said, it's fantastic, I love it, tell me more, and, and then uh, I ended up calling up the sports director, and that day, I already booked the interview to go down the next day, and then I interned down at the NBC affiliate in the sports department and then i was able to get on to do a, a um a tape you know get some stuff together uh, after the shows aired six to six thirty 
I'd run out there on the set and, and do a sportscast. And that's when I knew this is exactly what I wanted to do. And the problem was there wasn't really a major at Providence. So I was an English major, business minor. And uh, it turned out that, uh, but I had also done some cable work back in my hometown of Winchester. So I did like play-by-play of high school football games. And I go out and sell advertising and things like that to make a little money, very little, but, you know, just something to, for the effort. And then put things together. And my first job was actually, though, paid job was in radio in Lowell, Massachusetts. And it was a little AM country station, like AM 1400. I don't know who listened to it, but I was a newscaster, weather and sports at the top and bottom of every hour. And that got me into it. And then finally got into radio for a few years, full-time in sports and then over into television. And that's, that's basically how it started. But it's just, you know, it's finding a chance to get on air and do your thing. That's what it's all about, and thankfully we have this opportunity here at at Marquette, and it's just, uh, yeah, it's it sounds like it sounds like a limited landscape because, I mean, we'll let you in that all three of us are in business school, and this could be a this could be a foreshadowing of all at least one or two of us dropping out now, yeah, and going into the comp school. <laughs> I think we know what to do. You follow your heart. I was also did some speaking of business in terms of the radio. I was selling airtime in the beginning to get an on-air sports job. And I asked the radio station, you know, if I do well in sales, can I be your AM drive sports guy? And it worked out. The people honored the agreement. I got the sales done and I was able to go out all day, you know, selling afterwards, but I would start the morning as the sports guy on the morning show on an FM album rock station and had a great time. And it was long days and everything else, but I got to tell you that that was just, you know, the ability to do that, to earn a paycheck, but also be able to do what I wanted to do, help focus me. And then it got to the point where I had to go to that fork in the road and say, okay, I could do sales. I was pretty good at it, and I could make a living off of it, nothing else. And the other thing was, though, what does your heart say? And your heart says, oh, I want to be around this environment. I want to be around, you know, this and sports and everything else. And getting back to my original point, you know, I wasn't playing anymore, but I love being around the atmosphere of sports, you know, and going to games and covering the games and things like that. And I'm like, if I can't play it, I want to be around it. I want to be able to broadcast it, you know, be part of it. And that, that thing I think is what drove me to be more on air. And I look back on it now and it was certainly, a, you know, at the time I wasn't sure if I was doing the right thing or not, but I, I think you follow your head, your heart, not your head in some respects. And I think that's true of anything you do in this life. That's interesting to hear. So a you met- wisdom for you on the coffee morning. What do you think? <laughs> oh, I needed right. it. Thank you. <laughs> Who needs coffee when you get the more coffee? Now you can take wisdom. that, use it, or you can take it and toss it in the trash. I don't know. <laughs> That's my thought, anyways. Well, you mentioned it earlier, but now you said you have daughter studying nursing, and you're a Marquette parent now, and you've been yes. you've been to campus before. So I was just wondering, any yeah. any observations on the campus? Did you like the the food they had to offer, any any big observations on campus from the first time you showed up? Well, the first time I showed up, I mean, literally, you know you're on campus because of the columns and so forth in the city. You know, the Jesuit Church there is gorgeous. Um, the green spaces inside a city, I think, are always fantastic to see and walk around. The, uh, the chapel certainly is big. Um, you know, I was over at the McGuire Center, saw the statue of Al McGuire, and you know, from a sports perspective, you know, that checked a lot of boxes. That's a, you know, my dad actually back in the seventies was on a flight from Milwaukee to Boston. He worked for the Boston globe 
And uh, he was on a flight one time, though, with Al McGuire sitting next to him. Oh, no way. And he struck up this conversation with him, and he said he was the most, he goes, one of the most decent people I think I've ever met in my life. And a guy who was really passionate about what he did. And anybody, you know, I only know Al McGuire through watching him as a broadcaster uh, growing up and, and on college basketball. And I can remember seeing images of him in tears after they won the championship. You know, one of his two. And I just, I always remember my dad's story for some reason about Al McGuire. So when I went out there with my daughter to look at the school at first, we went by and, and saw the center and uh, took a picture right next to him with our arms up in the air just to show my dad. We've got a huge kick out of that because he remembered it. And he remembered, I just remember him telling me, what a great guy. This is the guy whose team won the national championship and, and his passion for the game and people. And I thought that was really cool. But getting back to the campus, yeah, I just there was a lot to like about it. I thought the baccalaureate, the welcoming of the students was fantastic when we were out there. I had a chance to eat a Solberman's burger, which I feel like I can check That's that off my check box. Mark. Which That's one did you get? Great hamburgers in my lifetime. And I bet, you know, I was a big In-N-Out guy, but put it to shame. Put Solman's, it to shame. So I mean, put In-N-Out to shame. Wow. That's a big Yeah, thing. I mean, you know. We're, you know, the one thing about uh, In-N-Out Burger, if you've never been, it's fantastic. It's priced right. It, they, they do a lot of great things there. But, you you know, you have to be around that part of the country to have it. Exactly. But uh, I've always thought they were great. But when I had a Solomon's Burger, i got to tell you, that thing was, was great. The one on campus, I love the atmosphere. That That's like some of the places I used to cover when we used to go out to cover football in the Big 12. I worked in Oklahoma for six years. And it was the Big 8, then the Big 12. But we traveled to different you know, uh, cities where the football team was playing on the road. And he'd always seem to find a place like Solomon's, you know what I mean? The college bar, the college campus, right, right, which is great. But, uh, I saw pictures of the bloody Mary and that, that looks to me like a full day's effort. What do you think? Yeah, no, I've seen oh, those the, there. the full chicken one. There's a full rotisserie uh, chicken. Huge. Yep. Oh, on yeah. top of it. High. Full rotisserie chicken. My God, on top? is one person nope. supposed to have that? <laughs> you know, I think it's I mean, a family meal. I, it is. It is Wisconsin, so. <laughs> so you right. So you sit at one of those picnic tables with ten of your friends, and you just go after it. I guess. I guess. Well, you get straws like uh, one of those drinks they call jungle juice or something, where there's twelve straws and a wedding party coming through. <laughs> yeah, I guess when I'm 21, I'll have to. I'll have to give it a shot with uh, these That's two right. guys next to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Senior year, cannot wait. <laughs> no, but I think the campus is great. I think the fact that you guys play your games on a Pfizer form is fantastic. Get downtown, but I, I I really enjoyed it. My daughter has a great view from her dorm, Mashuda, outside to the Pabst Mansion, which I have not toured yet. But I did tour the Sprecher Brewery on my last visit. Oh, there you go. That was outstanding. The samples were great. So now that you've hit. It sounds like you've hit the key, the key Milwaukee places. <laughs> but back to your, back to your boss, back to your Boston roots. Yeah. We're looking for, we're looking for the best, best pizza joint in the six one seven. What's your pick? Well, I guess I'm old school in that regard. Pizzeria Regina, North End, Boston. Okay, okay. Can never, okay. can never go wrong. It's a, it's a staple. Yeah, crispy on the outside, just delicious, delicious on the inside. It's fantastic. Can't go wrong. Aiden, what are you? I'm an Ernesto's guy. You've you've obviously been really? to Boston more yeah. than I have, but Regina again, Regina, you can just never go wrong. And I think I think I earn I have to earn credibility by trying the other 
you know, like Ernesto's, Santarpio's, those types of Hallmark places. So I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm qualified enough, but we can get one of your one of the guys in your media landscape is Mr. Mike Felger, and we know he is a Milwaukee guy at heart, which oh, is where yeah. we are now. So how? And then another guy who used to be in our landscape, used to be in six one seven, now working in New York, is our good friend Damon Mandalara, DA, who we oh, yeah. are actually going to have as a future guest on our show. So my question is. Either of those two guys, do you have any stories from anything about those guys working in your market? Sure. I used to have Mike Felger on with me when I was uh, host of Sports Late Night, my first three years back in Boston, uh, coming home for my days in Oklahoma City. So he would be a guest when he was writing for the Herald. Uh, people loved when Mike was on because he's so opinionated. And he tells it like he, he sees it, you know what I mean? And that's what you want anytime you have a sports guest on, you want someone who comes on with an opinion and calls people out if it's, you know, desired because, you know, he, he, he was able to interpret the fan base very well. And it's obviously worn out now where he's the number one guy in Boston. Um, but Mike just, you know, at the time he was really focused more on the Bruins beat. I think he had that at the time when we were talking and I just love his passion. I love the way he calls out somebody. If he thinks, you know, this is a total fraud. You know, exactly. and they, he does bring Milwaukee and Wisconsin and his upbringing to the show. I mean, he talked about, you know, he always brought, talks about the Packers and he'll talk about those types of things. The Bucks, he wanted to see how the Bucks did against the Celtics. You know, talking about you know the Greek Freak and that this is a great team you guys got to watch for. But you know, you can see he still holds on to those roots out there. And uh, Mike's a great guy. Uh, you know, some people rub some people the wrong way, but uh, I always enjoyed it because I just thought he was the real deal. And it was always a passionate discussion when he was on with me. Damon Mandelara, DA, I, it's funny you say that. I just watched yesterday. Um, he had Iron Eagle on from CBS, and he was talking about a Halloween costumes, and Iron Eagle uh, looks just like the owner of the Redskins, Daniel Snyder. So he said, I literally <laughs> didn't have to do anything. I walked out, and it's great. Go on, DA uh, tweeted it out yesterday. He said, I literally didn't have to do anything. I just basically put my glasses on. You know, a tie and a jacket, walked out, and he goes, and he was asking, "Have you ever met Daniel Snyder?" I said, "You look like me." <laughs> it's one of those things. It was pretty funny. I guess uh, Iron Eagle goes out uh, every Halloween. He dresses up in some type of costume. This year was pretty simple, easy choice, easy to do. What a tradition that is. I mean, yeah, but Da, is. I got to tell you, Da is one of the most creative people. We had a man at Boston Twenty Five. Um, just to shoot the breeze on sports in between sportscasters changing in, changing out, which at times I was on the news side and obviously I am now, but I still cover a lot of sports with the teams that go to Super Bowls and things like that. Um, so, you know, DA would come in and we just breeze it on things. And again, another guy who super checked in when he's on the air, he's so focused. I'm always amazed by it. And he's so creative. I mean, you listen to his show and all the little bits he has and things like that, but. You know, it's always a kick when you watch those you know, NFL Network and you see them talk to different writers, talking about top 10 running backs of all time, something like that, right? And DA is one of those people that you see. And you can see that nobody gave him a script. That's something DA came up with, and they're just putting it on the air. And he always has a great opinion. Exactly. Well, we thank, we thank you so much. You guys, you guys got any final wrap-up questions? We're wrapping it up. Do you have any final questions for yeah, I got, Mark? Yeah, I got a quick question. What is the best, sure. like, event or, like, something that you've covered, like, live, like, as it's, like, 
or like a breaking yeah, favorite news, live event. A breaking news, like just something that you had to break, kind of last minute, not a lot of time to prepare for, something like that. In terms of oh, last minute, I was going to say the Patriots winning their first Super Bowl was crazy. Okay. I mean, the fact that they won. I mean, we were sitting in the stands in New Orleans and we're thinking, well, we're not supposed to win, but hey, it's great to be here because that's the way it was with the Patriots. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But they were kind of on a roll, and you know, this greatest show on turf and everything else. And then, you know, you have Ty Law and you have David Patton all coming through. And then, you know, you've got Vinatieri at the end and Brady doing his thing. And, you know, it, it, uh, as the game went on, you started to say, I don't know, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe there's a chance here, you know. And, and that whole feeling of being able to see that and, you know, post 9-11, it was you two on the field at halftime, it was unbelievable security down there. And for the Patriots to win, I just thought it was a storybook finish to a great year and at a time when, you know, the country needed something like that. And I just thought it was fantastic. I look back, I have an old tape I just looked at the other day, and it was, uh, I'm going through some VHS tapes that have been in boxes for years, some of which have the box still stuck to the tape. I can't yeah, even yeah, classic. pry it off. So I wonder what's going to happen when I drop it in the in the VCR uh, that I still have. And it was something that I hadn't seen. And it was the I had taped the Super Bowl because you taped it back then, right? None of the on demand stuff, or you know, you just uh, put a press a button. You had to actually set it all up. And I had right. my wife tape it, I guess. Well, I'm in New Orleans, and I got back and watched the whole pregame and and. Uh, if you remember, it was Pat Summerall, and he did this long soliloquy and talked about how this is bringing a country together and everything else. And it was like, wow, I, you know, it really put it in context. But because you're at the game, you don't see that. So, you know, there's been a ton of events, though. That, but that went unfolding the way it did, and, and the whole week leading up to it was my first time ever in New Orleans, you know, Bourbon Street, Paul Bitt. And then to have a game like that and a win like that, and then it's dominant of the Patriots' success uh, was outstanding. I mean, uh, I don't know what else to say. That that was huge. Red Sox winning their first was huge. Uh, for a kid who grew up idolizing Bobby Orr to be in Vancouver when they won the Stanley Cup, and then they set the city on fire, that was huge. Uh, you know, just a lot of different things like that. Celtics winning. You know, but uh, I would say covering it, an event, that was that was. Big. And I had covered prior to that in Oklahoma my last year. The Sooners went undefeated and beat Chris Winkie of Florida State in the Orange Bowl to win the national championship. And that was just wow. more of a season that kept getting better and better and better and never stopped. I would say the Patriots were similar. All right. Some great stories. Great to hear. Great stories. We didn't expect to get deep into <laughs> the Oklahoma sports game, but it was well worth it. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I got guys calling me from Oklahoma and said, ever since you've been in Boston, my God, stop with the championships. Will you? <laughs> I mean, it's been four We're... Red Sox World Series, which we never thought we'd see. It's been the right. Celtics and Bruins won a piece, and then the Patriots win six Super Bowls. What's not to love? It's a good time. I don't know when this ends. You know, Good time and a good time. Myself. I'll, I guess I'll go to the VCR. <laughs> Watch some more. Old stories. Guys, it's been great having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. And again, we uh, we appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. You had a lot of great stories, and we hope to talk to you again soon. Aiden, Zach, the rest of you guys, I appreciate it. Thank you.
All right, there he goes, Mr. Mark Ackerbloom, our first ever interview conducted live. Yeah, what a time! How do we feel? It went, it went good. Where? Yeah, that was that was awesome. Um, Providence Marquette's gonna be a fun one. That's all I. Got. That's all I got after that. Even one. more, even <laughs> more. more so yeah. just added another even dimension. Even more to the Providence Marquette. Uncle Chris and Mark Ackerbloom oh, are now the on the same Marquette team. Marquette right. game well, is going to be fun. So should we just do our our closing thoughts like? Now Closing or? thoughts. Do we should we do our bowl take of the week? Yeah, we got to do the bowl. We take. have yeah. to inter- We have to update. Yeah. So let's go. So t- so remember, say what say what your take was last week. Yep. Oh, gosh, um, I forgot what my take. Can I go? For, yeah, what you, you go first. Oh no, who wants to go first? You Zach, can go you first, first, Aiden. I'll, I'll go first. All right, you yeah. go first, Brian. <laughs> so on. last week I said the Patriots would win by thirty against the Browns. Little did I know it was going to rain affect their passing attack. They still oh, you're it. telling me. They still Come on. Mine was solely on my my bold take of the week last week was solely on passing touchdowns and it was a <laughs> it was a hurricane in uh even in Ann it, Arbor, even, Michigan. Even if it, it didn't was a, rain in Ann Arbor, he, Ian Book was not throwing no, for he four was. touchdowns. No, he yeah, was. Yeah, so not. Ian Book did not throw for four touchdowns. Notre Dame got destroyed and I'm really um, very sad. But Go so blue. My bold take for this week is so, Carl Anthony Towns, he's suspended for two games from his little scuffle with Joel Embiid. The two games he's out, I'm going to predict, we're going to say 32-plus 30, points from Andrew Wiggins both games. That's bold. He's I like he, that. He's going to have big games both games. Okay. We saw it last year when Jimmy Butler came out. That's my prediction. I like it. I like it. What do you got, Aiden? <sighs> All right. I'm, t- I'm two for two because... Last week... Because your takes are not bold enough. I predicted... Hey, you can call me out on the air when I'm not bold. And you haven't. All right, what's your take this week? The take last week was the World Series going to seven games. And guess what? It went to seven games. And we got that. I can't believe I gave you that. Yeah. It was 2-1 Astros at that point. And that, is that is that fair enough? It's it's that's, all rigged. That's fine. It's going to seven games every time because the MLB. Oh, money. sorry, this isn't the NBA, and there's actual sports going. There's it, actually it's not rigged. And give me a break. It's baseball. Baseball is the most rigged sport in the game. Ever heard of Pete Rose? You can rig baseball. That's funny. Anyway, my my take this week. Are you ready? Yeah. Kendall Frimmer beats Katie today. All right, no. Whoa. She beats Katie, Whoa. She beats I Katie like today. I like that. I got her in the top. This I is got her in the top 15 of the Big East Conference Championship cross country. We're going right after that. By the way, this is the reason we're early, people. I'm sorry. Caitlin, Caitlin McGauley. Is that her name? McGauley. 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 Kendall Frimmer is going to beat her today. And I know it's they're on the same team. It's just a fun little competition, but we're heading no, down. It's not, Aiden. It's not that type. Today is... Today is bigger to the than, outside no, world. Today though. is beat it bigger than beating Katie McGully. Today is a Big East cross country conference championship. Today is the day where you put everything out there. You don't think about the people around you. You run, or you think about your team, of course, together. But you don't run to beat that person. You run to beat that race, to win that race, to win for the Big East, to win for Marquette, to be the best that you can be. I all I gotta say is they may she may beat her nine times. Kendall's fired. Kendall's Not tonight. Fired up for it. So no, we we are we are going to witness a very we very are going fun down. Race. So for right. the audience, we're Zach, going down. Bull take. Um, I got. Oh, now I kind of want to go for a Kendall one. I got Kendall going sub seventeen twenty. I think her PR seventeen twenty. 
I think a PR. Oh no, sorry, it's a six K. Oh no, it's a six K. Okay, so the five K uh, at Louisville. I have the stats up right now. The five K yeah, at Louisville. She ran like a seventeen forty something. Caitlin right? Nagali was seventeen forty one. Yeah. Kendall was seventeen forty three. And so the, the course behind. is going to be a little bit oh, wet. There's going to be some girls slipping out there. There's going to be some runners slipping out there. Uh, fast people might not run as fast. Slow people might run a little bit faster. You never know. It's gonna the the course is gonna be wet. It's Wisconsin got a big snow hill. atmosphere. All right, so a seventeen thirty six is a five forty mile for a five k. All right, do you get that? Yep, five forty. Seventeen forty six is a f- for a five k is a what mile? Four thirty. Ah, uh, yeah. So I got Kendall from her winning the Big East. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I I got a uh, I got a Marquette basketball and Loyola. I got Marcus Howard scoring less than twelve. Whoa. Less than twelve. Because yep. they United yeah United that's I bold. Them, I got him scoring less than yeah. twelve. That's bold. So all right, well, all right we gotta get out of here. We, we Thank you very up. much. Thank you very much. Love you, Milwaukee. Have a good one. Have a great weekend, everybody. than the sun And the bonnie boat was one as we sail into the mystic Heart now hear the sailors cry Smell the sea